Welcome to the Shell Harbour Salvation Army podcast. If you are ever in Shell Harbour, come and worship with us 10am Sundays. Check out shellharboursalvos.com or our Facebook page for more info. Graham Langlands was one of the greatest rugby league players ever to have lived. He uh, played fullback for the St George team back in the years when they won premiership after premiership. He captained the Australian team, had many great wins for them. But he finished his career in a grand final, running out with white boots on. And he had a terrible game, (laughs) an absolute shocker. So bad that nobody wore white boots for about 30 years after that. It was a curse. I asked uh, my father if he ever watched Langlands play once, and Dad said, well, you know, you met Graham Langlands. Apparently, when I was a little boy, we were walking through a shopping mall up, on, up in Brisbane, and there was Graham Langlands sitting behind a little table selling orange juice. And that image uh, stayed with me. This legend of the game, praised and adored by many, reduced to selling orange juice. It seemed uh, tragic in a way. And to have a fall like that is something I think we all fear. It's fair to say. To go from the top to the bottom, to be lessened, something none of us desire. But, The message of Christmas is that in the kingdom of Christ, the way up is actually down. The way up is down. This is demonstrated time and time again in the Christmas story. We know that Jesus was in heaven. He was sitting on the right side of God. The angels adored and worshipped him. He was all-powerful. He was a king, but he chose to come down. Before he was even born, some angels came to tell people that Christ was coming. And they didn't go and tell the royalty. They didn't go and tell the religious elite. They didn't even make an announcement to a nice big crowd. They went and found some shepherds in a field. Shepherding was the dirtiest work. These were some low-class fellas. Uh, They were despised by the Pharisees because they were so busy with the sheep that they didn't keep to any of the ritual cleansing laws. I asked Jeff this week, what was the worst job at the steelworks? And he told me that when you were a new fella, they'd put you in this pit. And it was 2.5 metres by 2.5 metres. And there was is it oil and sludge, I don't know, this kind of slimy gunk, and you had to shovel it into a bucket. And then your co-workers would lift the bucket up, and if they spilt it, it would fall all over you, and they frequently spilt it. <laughs> and you'd be covered in this stuff, and you'd get out, and you'd try and scrub it off, and you'd scrub, and you'd scrub, and you could never get the stench away. Sounds like a tough job. And in Jeff's words... Um, He did it for a few years and then thankfully someone died, so I got a promotion. (laughs) Sounds fair enough. Sounds like tough work. Well, imagine that someone was down that pit and someone stuck their head in over the top and said, hey, the queen is coming to Wollongong and she wanted you 
to be the first to know. You'd think that was a strange choice. You'd be struck by how humble it was. You'd think she's trying to make a point here. Well, the announcement of Jesus the king was made to some shepherds in a field. And then when he was born, he wasn't born in a palace or even a house. He couldn't get, even get a place in a hotel room. He had to go out in the barn with the animals and the fleas jumping around all over this little baby and the stench in the air and the incessant bleating. This was an inauspicious birth. Jesus went from the top to the bottom. For he was a king, a king with a crown. But Jesus the king came a long, long way down. From the glory of heaven to a slave in a shed with a cow in a corner and some straw neath his head. I wrote that for you and all of it's true. (laughs) But of course, he didn't stay a little baby. And he continued this trend of taking the lowest place. And we read earlier Philippians 2. Now this is a hymn. Paul was reciting a hymn or a poem, something that had been in existence for a while, just the same as we sing in church. And he says this, Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, some translations say a slave, being made in human likeness. But he also grew up and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. He went all the way down to be a person and then enduring the worst possible death. And there he was, a corpse in a cave. He had hit rock bottom. The absolute bottom. Then here comes the twist. Here comes the twist. After three days dead, three days dead, Jesus was resurrected. He had conquered death. He was the king of death. He was more powerful than death. He could make it so we could have eternal life. He was the king of sin. He was more powerful than sin. He made it so that he could forgive sins. He was the king of all kings. And Paul says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He went from the glory of heaven to a baby, to a dead man. And then he was exalted higher than anyone had ever been exalted before. Any man, any God. For Jesus, the way up was down. Now, of course, this affects how we live. Affects how things work in the kingdom of Christ. I spent a couple of terms in the school choir. I was told that if I joined the choir because they didn't have any male singers, that I didn't have to do one of my assignments. And I thought that was a good deal. (laughs) So so I joined the choir and our first music teacher was a very stern woman. I won't say her name because she was in the Salvation Army. (laughs) She was a very stern woman. 
Uh, she wore a button-down blouse all the time. She never smiled. And I was forever getting in trouble for clowning around in choir practice and um, putting a silly voice on now and then and deciding to sing the soprano part instead of the... <laughs> she didn't like me at all. And about halfway through my time in the choir, she quit. <laughs> I don't know if it was because of me. I don't think it was. But... Um, <laughs> And a new choir teacher came on board and she wore colourful clothing and bright red shoes and would put her hair in a ponytail that was slightly off centre and she smiled a lot. And in our first choir practice, she looked at everyone and she said, why are you all so stern? Singing's meant to be fun. You've got to loosen up, lighten up, smile a bit. So you said we had a new choir master and she made things work the way she worked. Things had changed. Well, when Christ came to earth, he established a new kingdom. He was king. And in this kingdom, things are to work the way he works. In this kingdom, we find our dignity on our knees. In this kingdom, we find hope in despair. In this kingdom, it's when we are stripped of our pride that we find glory. This is how things work in this kingdom. The way up is down. So we need to fall at Jesus' feet and worship him. We need to acknowledge that we're not king of our life. He is king. We need to say, I can try and find glory for myself, but it just never works. But I can find glory in what you have done, Christ. This is how things work in Christ's kingdom. I was the youth pastor at Orwin Salvation Army. This was about 10, 15 years ago. And a guy named Gus started to come along. Gus was in his 80s. He was a minor celebrity. He used to go on Red Faces all the time. Remember that Hey Hey Saturday thing? And shows like that, dressed up as a cowboy, and he'd sing old cowboy songs really badly. Um, or a really stiff kind of guy. He was a big, tall fella. And um, it, the judges would all make fun of him, except for Red Simons, who would ironically cheer him and give him 10 out of 10 every single time he came on. Um, so he was a character, but he'd had a real hard life, old Gus. He lived in a real kind of loveless marriage with a woman who just kind of married him to get in the country, really. He was mentally disabled a little bit. He didn't have much money, wore the same tattered clothes everywhere he went. Like I said, he was a strange guy to look at, so he didn't have a whole lot of friends. But he started coming to church and he'd sit in the back row. And one day, I was sitting sort of where Tian was, and I heard behind me, Someone groan, a deep guttural groan. From, And then I, I sort of turned my head and I saw that it was Gus and he was bounding down the centre aisle and he threw himself at the mercy seat and he started to weep and he said, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Well, like I said, that was about 10, 12 years ago. I'm pretty sure Gus is gone now. He's no longer on this earth. 
But I'm also sure that Gus is being glorified because he took himself to the lowest place. Because of Christ, the way up is down. Let's pray.